You're listening to Radio Sega, and this is the Sega Lounge. Sit back, have a drink, and enjoy the conversation. everyone and welcome to the Sega Lounge right here on Radio Sega. I'm KC, your host, and this is an odd day to air a, an episode of the Sega Lounge, I'm, I'm aware. This is Monday, uh, Monday evening, but uh, it had to be done because we are focusing on Sage 2018 this week uh, on this episode of uh, the Sega Lounge. And so we had a, a hard time finding time to record uh, the interview with uh, this week's guest. However, we did it, and still in time uh, for Sage 2018, so you probably noticed it started this uh, kind of Saturday if you're in Europe, so uh, late uh, Friday, if you will, uh, in the AM, uh, from Friday to Saturday to, to people all around the world. Uh, it's now live, you can check it out, you can check all the booths and all the games and download stuff and play it. Um, we've also been covering this year's edition of Sage uh, on our YouTube channel. So thanks to uh, Dr. Scottnik and uh, Green Viper 8, we have been putting out uh, daily videos focusing on different uh, games that are uh, you know, at the show, at the expo. So you might want to check that out as well. Um, and so tonight we uh, have Carson uh, joining us on the Sega Lounge to talk a bit about uh, what this year's edition of Sage has to offer. Uh, if you're not familiar with Sage at all, uh, this could be a good way to start because he'll uh, tell us a bit about the history of the expo and what it's meant to, to mean for people around the Sonic and Sega communities. That being said, don't forget to join us on Discord, radiosege.g slash Discord, and or uh, join us on Twitter as well. Tweet at Radio Sega if you wish to tell us you're listening to us right now, or if you want to tell us anything about Sage. So, for example, if you're tuning in and you're on Twitter, why not tweet at Radio Sega telling us what your favorite game of this year's edition of Sage is. So let us know at Radio Sega on Twitter. If you want to tell us your least favorite as well, you know, what's the worst one here uh, this year at Sage? Uh, yeah, share, share the love and the hate. Uh, we're all for that here on the Sega Lounge. Before we move on, and we've got awesome music to play, we've got some classic Genesis slash Mega Drive music to play courtesy of uh, Carson, aka Neohazard. But before we move on, a thing. Something very, very important. Streets of Rage 4 has just been announced uh, out of nowhere, just like this episode of the Sega Lounge, and it's being done, being developed by Lizard Cube, uh, among others, but especially Lizard Cube, which you know from uh, the Wonder Boy remake. Yes, so that's 
what you 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 know these guys from they are massive Sega fans. We've had them on the show before, and so they are a part of the team uh, that will be uh, releasing Streets of Rage 4 um, soon-ish, I guess. There's no release date for now. We don't know the platforms for now, but you can check uh, everything out by going to streets4rage.com. So that's the numeric. streets4rage.com. That's where you can check out the website for Streets of Rage 4. It's being published by uh, by .emu as well, or .emu. I actually don't know how to pronounce this. It's French. And uh, apart from Lizard Cube, uh, Guard Crush Games from uh, Canada are also working on this game. So Streets of Rage 4, new visuals. You can check out the, the trailer uh, for it, the announcement trailer on YouTube. Um, and it's Streets of Rage 4. But the big question for me is, is Yuzu Koshiro returning to work on the soundtrack? I have my doubts, I have to be honest for now, but we, we don't have much info on it yet, so we're still waiting on uh, news, and that will probably come in the next few months. But uh, yeah, get hyped! I sure as hell am hyped for a new Streets of Rage. We've been asking for this for a while. Let's see how, uh, how it works and what what kind of work they do on this in this new reimagining of the series so that's it that's my big breaking news moment of of the day and my big you know sega fanboy ah, hype moment of of the day uh but for now let's focus on sage for the rest of the show coming up next we have a couple of requests by uh carson our uh guest this week and the first one being uh, a game from a game called John Madden Football 92. Yes, it's Madden 92. Uh, we're going to start with that, and then we're going to play something from King Salmon, the big catch. That's it. So this is the Sega Lounge. You're listening to Radio Sega, and we'll be right back with this week's interview. <laughs>
This is the Sega Lounge on Radio Sega. Come on in and have a seat. to the Sega Lounge right here on Radio Sega. We just heard a few awesome uh, Sega tunes as picked by this week's guest on the show. Uh, and so it's time to welcome very special guest, Carson. Hello, Carson. Welcome to the Sega Lounge. How's it going, Casey? Uh, welcome to Radio Sega. Go doing good. Thank you so much for, for coming on the show to talk a bit about uh, Sage 2018. So that's what we'll be uh, discussing in a few moments, but let's start by uh, talking a bit about yourself, about your history with video games. So, what can you tell us about you? What, how was your, you know, how did you get acquainted with Sega games and whatnot? Can you tell us a bit about that? Well, uh, my. <laughs> So basically, uh, I was born in 1991 in November, a month later uh, in December. Uh, my mom got my dad a Sega Genesis, which came with Sonic the Hedgehog. And uh, there's very early old pictures of me as, uh, I think, maybe one year old holding a Sega Genesis controller, mashing buttons and uh, Sonic's playing in the background. So it was one of those things where I literally just grew up with there being a Genesis in my house. And uh, it was one of those things where uh, eventually I got a Game Boy and then uh, a Nintendo 64 and Dreamcast and everything from there. You know, uh, it's one of those things that my parents kind of figured out, hey, he likes the Sonic thing. So we'll get him the Sonic toys, the Sonic cartoons, that sort of thing. And 
Just sort of had in my life right as long as I can remember. Yeah. <laughs> great, great parenting. Well, so for for any parents listening to us right now, this is how you do it, guys. So yeah, just just do like like this. Yeah. <laughs> so I've always just sort of been uh, surrounded by uh, video games in a sense. My parents actually aren't uh, really big avid gamers. I know they. Uh, my mom used to really like Miss Pac-Man, and uh, before I was around, they used to uh, go over to some of their friends' house and you know play some Nintendo every now and then. Just one of the things that they had, but uh, they're actually not really big gamers or anything. It was just something, circumstance, I guess you could say. But uh, ever since, uh, I've kind of gone on. In uh, 2007, I was introduced to the very first uh, Sage that I ever attended. Um, it was hosted by uh, someone who eventually went on to work on Sonic Mania. So this community has definitely seen a lot of success over the years uh, as far as people who have gone on to the industry and even people who have gone on to work at Sega. Uh, me personally, though, I uh, made my way through. I got acquainted with uh, Sonic Fan Games HQ and eventually Sonic Retro, where I write on the front page now. Um, and it's allowed me to do a lot of different opportunities, like attend the Sonic Party, uh, go to E3 for the last three years to report on the different Sonic games and uh, various games that they have there. And I also run a YouTube channel of my own. Uh, it's called Neo Reviews, where I just kind of talk about uh, concepts and games as well as just whatever I sort of want to review. So that's always cool to check out as well. But awesome. uh, that kind of brings me to Sage. Over the last uh, three years, uh, I've been staff at SFGHQ and sort of helmed uh, making sure that uh, Sage gets off the ground, sort of running it from behind the scenes uh, and also making sure that the folks that know how to do the technical work can. Meanwhile, I'm in the front uh, being loud and doing things like this, promoting it. <laughs> awesome. And that's that's appreciated for sure. Uh, so are you a big fan of fan of fan games or Hex or whatever? Or was it something that just happened by chance because you were involved in the community or did you start working with uh, Sage because you really wanted to get involved with uh, the fan game scene? So for me, uh, I I love hacks. I love fan games. Um, I've dabbled very, very little in actually making uh, my own games, honestly. Uh, a lot of what I do with sage is making sure like i said that it sort of uh gets off the ground and everything and uh it was essentially in 2014 that i kind of uh really got close with uh the folks that have been around uh sfghq and sonic retro for a really long time um i'd known them for years but it wasn't until then that we really sort of came together and uh got to know one another and that's how i was eventually uh, staff on Sonic Fan Games HQ. Uh, for me, though, I I would say uh, the games that really opened my eyes to how incredible fan games can be, uh, that was Sonic Nexus, Retro Sonic, Sonic XG. Uh, eventually, I checked out Sonic Time Attack from way back when. Mm -hmm. uh, and I know that there were some earlier ones before I was ever actually in the scene itself. Uh, there was, I believe it's called something like Knuckles Treasure Hunt. Uh, there was another, I forget exactly what it's called. It was like Sonic Metal Return, something like that. Uh, but basically, it was a lot of seeing the like, hey, there's these Sonic games, and not only can you play them on your computer, but 
they're free. And that just blew my mind. And uh, once you really get in deep with the scene, it's one of those things that you just, you want to see what everyone can create. And for me, Sage is more than just, here's some Sonic games that people have made. It's that time of year to show them off. To me, it's a platform to elevate projects that might not even see the light of day. And one of the fantastic things about Sage this year is that there is so much more than Sonic. A lot of people see the Sonic Amateur Games Expo and they see Sonic in the title and they just instantly assume that it's only Sonic games when that is yeah. far from the truth. The Sonic part is the Sonic portions of the community and even from beyond just Sonic community coming together to show off what they've made. That's true. That's actually a good point. And so uh, you've already touched on this a bit. So Sage obviously stands for Sonic Amateur Games Expo. Uh, and uh, did it actually start off as just a, a platform for people to show off their Sonic fan games and hacks at the beginning? Or was it uh, other franchises as well or other types of games at, uh, at the very start? S So Sage started in, I believe, 2000. Uh, SFGHQ actually launched uh, in 1998, which this makes the 20-year anniversary. And uh, if you want to feel old, uh, Casey, I am sure that you have listeners out there who are actually uh, younger than the very website and show that we're talking about. So, oh, for sure. you know, that's always, uh, that's always a reality check right there. Um, <laughs> Originally, though, when Sage started, it was started by Blaze Hedgehog in 2000. Uh, Arlan, uh, he's Ryan Langley, I believe is how you say his last name. I apologize yeah. for butchering it. Good, but, good friend. Uh, he's good the one that started. Of the show. Yeah. A, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he he's started a, he's as the a guy that, that's compiling history of everything, of Sega, mm -hmm. Sonic, non-Sega. He's got history on, on every single video game out there. Absolutely. Yeah, he runs several different blogs. He's got a video game mag. I forget the exact name of it. I'm sorry. Uh, blog that he runs that just posts little excerpts of all sorts of different gaming magazines from throughout yeah. the years. He's got Sonic the Hedge blog, which uh -huh. is this amazing uh, site that just kind of shows random bits of trivia and different uh, screenshots, changes, that sort of thing. It's a fascinating uh fascinating look at the uh, franchise from mm -hmm. sort of a, a different perspective just little things that you might not even think of it's, yeah. it's always very neat to see but uh, he started SFGHQ in 1998 and Blaze Hedgehog started Sage in 2000 now the goal of Sage was to show that fan games are ultimately harmless they're labors of love they're not taking away any sort of uh revenue or anything like that from companies these are purely 100 made with people that love the games and in a lot of ways are used as a learning experience to eventually propel themselves to make their own titles um, a lot of the uh, independent titles that we have in sage this year started Uh, from people who made their own Sonic fan games in the past. And of course, a lot of the ones that we have here are heavily influenced by Sonic as well. Uh, you'll see games like Kyle and Lucy in Wonderland. That is a highlight of Sage this year. Uh, it's obviously got a lot of Sonic influence, mainly in how the characters run and how they're these wide-eyed uh, anthropomorphic animals. And uh, 
the, the sort of wacky misadventures that they go on. But uh, it's also derivative enough that it's its own thing. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool to see things like that. But uh, not to get too far on a tangent or too far ahead of myself, uh, Sage's ultimate goal uh, originally was to show that fan games aren't a threat to companies. Now, for the most part, I like to think that that goal has been met with Sega. Uh, other companies might not be too forgiving, as we <laughs> unfortunately know. Uh, but ultimately, Sega as a company has been incredibly good to us as a community. Uh, we are completely in their hands as far as what they want to do with us. And at no point have they ever once stepped in and said, you guys are going too far, you need to shut down, you need to stop, that sort of thing. And that's ultimately what's led us so far along that uh, last year and this year, uh, we started the Child's Play charity. And um, we are raising money to donate to sick kids uh, who have prolonged stays in hospitals and um, I am thrilled to say that we started with a goal of $700 and that was smashed within the first hour that Sage was open. We were blown away. So we said to ourselves, well, we'll up the goal to 900 and that'll be good. <laughs> awesome. Smash that goal as well. And uh, so we said, okay, we'll go into 1100. And uh, I woke up this morning, I checked the page and lo and behold, we've hit that goal as well. So it's wonderful that not only are we doing something that brings the community together with creations that we've made, we're also able to help sick kids as well. And I like to think that Sage's goal has kind of shifted. While we still want to show that fan games are harmless, we're also now looking at ourselves as a way to to promote a charity as well. Oh, that's awesome. That's amazing. It, it all is good when the community can get together and do something good for others, right? So not just for themselves, but for for everyone else. That's amazing. Uh, and so people obviously can already uh, visit the, the Sage uh, website and all the booths. So that, that's an interesting concept, by the way, and for people not familiar with how Sage works. So it's basically like... Uh, um, a fan game E3, if you will, right? So there are different virtual booths that uh, creators can uh, use to showcase their games. Um, there are many different types of, of, of games, and we've uh, also been covering those those games on our YouTube channel lately. But uh, are there? Um, and obviously, you have to be impartial, but. Uh, are there any games that stand out to you in, in the current edition of Sage? So, this year is far and away the biggest Sage we've ever had. Um, because of that, we originally stated that we had over 90 games. Uh, unfortunately, or rather 90 projects, I should say, because uh, they're not all just games from the ground up. We've got Mania mods, we've got some hacks, we've got a few engines in there. And then we also have demos and full games as well. But uh, we originally said that we had over 90 games because our submissions topped out at about 98. Unfortunately, we had a, quite a few that uh, dropped out. I think we're still just barely over 90, but we had some uh, various concerns with some and uh, a few that we unfortunately had to cut and some others that just came to us and said, hey, we can't make it. But 
overall, there's so much to play this year. So, so much to go through. Mm -hmm. But uh, off the top of my head, um, the ones that I'm seeing people kind of sleep on a lot are the independent titles. Um, there is Dash Cats and Lumion Legacy. I always screw up that first word. Uh, these are two games that have been at Sage for the past several years. And it's always great to see when they show up because each year they keep getting better and better and better. So it's always fascinating to see that. the It's always an improvement of the sound, of the sprites, of the gameplay, everything. So I absolutely want to recommend those. Um, I also mentioned Kyle and Lucy in Wonderland earlier, uh, or Wonder World, I believe. Uh, that game sort of came out of nowhere, and uh, I don't want to put the cart before the horse, but <laughs> I could see that game being the next Freedom Planet within the community, honestly. It's got that kind of charm and that originality, but it's also got, you can tell that it comes from uh, the Sonic roots, so to speak. But uh, it's, it's very interesting. I think people will like that one a lot. Uh, there's also a game called Polyroll, and it looks like something that you would play on like your Amiga uh, way, way back in the day, and uh, or DOS. And what makes it better is I will be uh, biased in saying that it has the best booth at Sage. Uh, it's hosted off-site, so it's a bit different than our other ones. I don't want to say why, but you should absolutely check out Polyroll's booth, especially if you were around for kind of the uh, the web 1.0 age of the internet where uh, there was a lot of GIFs and uh, mismatching colors and that sort of thing. It, <laughs> it really feels like a blast from the past, and it's hilarious to see. Um, there's also Super Glove Kit, which uh, I, I will admit, uh, don't judge a book by its cover. That also feels like a DOS game, and it is very, very fun to play. Uh, we also have some fan games that aren't Sonic the Hedgehog, which is always cool. Uh, back, once again, is the Super Mario Flashback game from Morse and the Flashback team. Uh, it, the goal there is to bring a lot of the 3D elements of Super Mario into a 2D game. And uh, to me, it works incredibly well. Uh, that one is absolutely worth checking out. It's also the one that... Uh, seems to kind of get a lot of people in a tizzy because they say, uh, this is a Sonic convention, but you guys are letting a <laughs> Mario game in. So that's always, uh, it, it, there's almost a point where uh, you kind of wonder if they're, yeah, if they're there just to be the Mario game. But uh, And then uh, what we also have, and this came out of nowhere last year, uh, is crash intense adventure yeah uh, I, I was gonna a, mention that yeah. as, as as like a a, a curveball of sorts right yeah it's a crash bandicoot game a fan game and it is stunning the art captures crash so well um in some aspects it does some things that i really really like i i'm always hesitant I, I never want to say that any fan game is is better than the original title. That is shooting yourself in the foot. You should never, ever say that. But that being said, it does things that the original games don't in its own sort of unique way that I really appreciate. I think that's probably the best play, way to put it. And uh, it's so solid. The controls are so tight. It captures Crash so well in a 2D environment. And... Crash himself, the way that they draw him, he actually looks uh, 
He actually looks kind of adorable, but he's also <laughs> Goofy Crash as well. So, uh, and of course, the gameplay is just so fun. But I would recommend checking that one out. And then, of course, the whole reason we're here is Sonic, and uh, it's it's a laundry list of games to recommend. Um, but some of the ones off the top of my head. Uh, there's a lot of people that I know love Sonic Utopia, which unfortunately wasn't able to make it this year. But there's Sonic Islands, which in my book is just as good. Uh, it's similar to Utopia in that you have a great big playground to run around in. But what's interesting with this game is you can collect the Chaos Emeralds, and each Chaos Emerald gives you a different move. So it's a very interesting uh, aspect, and it really rewards exploring all the nooks and crannies that this uh, game has to provide. It's very, very interesting. I have not found all the Chaos Emeralds yet because they're just that well hidden. And uh, it's if you love a good 3D Sonic fan game, absolutely check that one out. Uh, we've got Sonic Advanced uh, Revamped, I believe it's called off the top of my head. I, I should know this. I should have the list of games in front of me, but... Uh, <laughs> The, the Sonic Advance remake is back, and it's stellar. Uh, when it first debuted, it was, I think, just a vanilla widescreen remake of Sonic Advance. And I personally love the first Advance game, can do without the other two. And uh, it's like, this is literally my favorite Advance game, uh, just in widescreen. Awesome. I'll take it. Yeah. They came back this year, they added three new characters and updated the movesets for every single character. Like, Sonic has a special air dash now. Uh, he also has the drop dash. They added Shadow, Blaze, and Cream to the game. And it has the entire first zone, the Neo Green Hill zone, and one act of the Carnival zone. So you've got three full levels to play through and seven different characters, which is just wild to me. Yeah. Um, absolutely worth checking that one out. Uh, there's also Sonic Eternal, which I haven't gotten to play too much of, admittedly. But it's a, it's a very, very polished game. Looks great. Sounds great. Everything about it is, <laughs> is fantastic. Um, we've also got uh, Sonic Project S, which did debut a little before Sage, but it's kind of like a DDR version of uh, Sonic, basically. There's yeah. over 20 different songs in that, which is a bunch of different remake or remixes from fans. Um, we've also I, there's just there's so much. That, there's so, so many games. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What of them? That, for example, I I haven't played any of them. I'll be honest, but I uh, I've uh, seen many of them already. Uh, one of them that caught my eye was was Petite Hedgehog, which I think was at the the the, the expo in previous years maybe last year perhaps yes yeah and i i have to say the thing that caught my eye the most was the visuals of this game so it, it looks like a, a kind of an advanced game but uh with uh, original um i don't know are these sprites is this like i don't know it's, yes it's, it's a, yeah so... kind of a different art style right for for the characters and it's yeah very interesting yeah petite hedgehog uh that's one of those games that has participated in Sage, but is almost sort of its own, like, thing in a way. Like, once Sage is done, they just sort of go back, they work on Petite Hedgehog for a year, 
and then they come back and it's like, hey, remember that game that we made? It's even better. Like, yeah. <laughs> it feels as though it could be Sonic Advance 4 in a way, uh, uh-huh. mainly because of the art style, the music, everything. I, Petite Hedgehog was another one that I would absolutely recommend. Um, it's, it's, it's beautiful. Uh, it's not to take away from games that reuse uh, their art style or want to replicate the Genesis or Sonic Mania style, but mm-hmm. uh, it's always appreciated when something does some, uh, well, when a project, I should say, does something entirely original to itself, uh, especially with the art. That's always appreciated. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, a lot to check out, definitely, so people can. We'll, we'll spend hours and hours trying all of these games if they want. Um, how can people find all of these games and have a go at them? Well, uh, the best way to do that would be to go to our website, which is sageexpo.org. That's uh, S-A-G-E-X-P-O dot org. Uh, from there, you'll find that there is the games page, which has all of our booths lined up before you. Uh, every single game, every single project, every single uh, mod, everything that you would want to play. Uh, Stage also offers a variety of entertainment, though. We have a almost fully booked schedule for the first time ever this year as well. Um, mm-hmm. We have... Uh, rather, we had the other night an interview with Ian Flynn. Uh, this coming Wednesday, we have an interview with the voice of Dr. Eggman, Mike Pollock. Uh, we have a variety of streamers that are going to be on. Uh, we've got Mega G Wolf. Uh, we had Garlis64. I might have messed up his name as well. Um, we've got Some Call Me Johnny on Friday and Saturday. We've got Red Hot Sonic on Saturday as well. Uh, on top of that, we have Tails Channel and tons of other streamers uh, throughout the week. And uh, believe it or not, the Sonic Mania developer Stealth has been streaming lately as well. He streamed last night, and uh, relative to when this goes on, he will be streaming Sunday night as well. Uh, yeah. Which is tonight, I suppose. Which, uh, which was but, last uh, night, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, there we go. <laughs> time travels. Time travels and whatnot, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we also have uh, the dramatic fan fiction reading with our good friend Andros and his crew as well, uh, which for those who aren't familiar, uh, we have the uh, final boss of Star Fox who likes to come around once a year and uh, <laughs> read fan fiction with us as he plays his uh piano and adds in an accompaniment uh, throughout <laughs> each reading. It's it's a hilarious time. And then on Friday, we actually have a uh, movie marathon that we're playing where we are doing a variety of fan films as well as a official film as well at the end. Uh, so if you just want to hang out Friday night uh, in the Discord or chat room or whatever and just watch some Sonic movies with us, absolutely join us. But uh, You'll definitely want to check out the schedule there, see everything that we've got. And uh, if you're a streamer and you would like to hop in, of course, uh, shoot us an email at sageexpo, or rather sageentry at gmail.com and let us know. Awesome. Something that caught my eye as well, uh, regards to, to the, the schedule, is a Puyo versus Sage uh, tournament, is it? 
Yes, yeah. yes, there is. Uh, I should have actually actually mentioned that on the get go. Um, we have a Puyo tournament on Wednesday. It's、uh, using Puyo Versus, which is a free version of Puyo Puyo for PC, and it has online play. And there is a link on Challenge、uh, to sign up for that. It's a round robin tournament, meaning that、uh, you won't just play one round and get knocked out. You'll have multiple chances to、uh, advance in the tournament and、uh, get to play on stream and everything. Uh, we had it last year, and it was a hit. It was tons of fun to watch. Very intense, as Puyo always is.、Uh, absolutely, make sure to check that out as well. Awesome. That's something to look forward to. That's on to as Wednesday,、well. by the way. On Wednesday, yeah. So、uh, Wednesday at around 4 p.m. in these.、Uh, are... That's at yeah, 4 p.m. Central Time, Central which time.、Uh, I know might take us、uh, some some.、Uh, Some, some converting,、Conversion、so, so use you, you, use say, your,、yeah. your time zone converters and whatnot. So yeah, so for for people、yeah. listening to us in Europe or Western Europe, like UK and whatnot, so it's、uh, 10 p.m.、Uh, Central Europe, 11 p.m. So you know if you're into that sort of thing,、uh, check that out. Always nice to have some some Puyo love,、uh, and and I think our our friends at Puyo Nexus will enjoy having. Uh, uh, you know, you guys、uh, playing a, a Puyo tournament as well.、Um, Absolutely, awesome. So, Carson, thank you very much for coming on on the show.、Um, there, there's so much to cover,、uh, you know, in, in regards to this year's Sage. That I think the best way for people to enjoy everything is to just check out、uh, the website.、Uh, also, uh, there's a chance to donate, as you, as you said, to towards Child's Play. Uh, your current goal of eleven hundred dollars is just smashed it. So, are there any plans to, you know, have a, a, a different goal towards the end of the week or something? I believe we're going to try to up that up by another two hundred dollars. I feel like each time that we've gone two hundred, it's、uh, worked out pretty well for us. So,、uh, I think that's what we're going to plan on doing here soon.、Uh, the one thing I will say is that the Child's Play link to donate—it's been embedded at the bottom of every single page, so you can't miss it. And we always appreciate so much every donation that we can get. Definitely. So be sure to check that out as well.、Uh, SageExpo.org. So that's SageExpo.org. That's where you can check out all、uh, the booths or all the games.、Uh, play them. Check out the schedule, donate. So be sure to check that out. Carson, thank you very much for coming on the show. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule as well, especially work schedule, right?、Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. All the best for this year's Sage,、uh, and、uh, thank you as well for your awesome Sega music、uh, requested. So we're going to take a quick break on the Sega Lounge and、uh, just play a, a, another. Uh, a couple of your requests,、uh, and we'll be right back with the after hours segment. This is the Seg Lounge on Radio Sega. Be sure to check out SageExpo.org.
Radio Sega. Playing the best Sega music 24-7. Welcome back. This is the Sega Lounge on Radio Sega. Again, big thanks to Carson for being such a cool guest this week. Um, this was a, a bit of a shorter interview and a shorter show this week, but uh, we just wanted to raise a bit of awareness towards Sage. I'm sure you guys know by now it's uh, something to you know check out. Uh, go to the website, check out the games. Don't forget to follow our YouTube channel, Shenanigans, especially uh, Vipers and Scott Nick's Shenanigans when it comes to Sage. They're trying to cover uh, one of the games each day. So look forward to one video a day on our YouTube channel. Um, and yeah, some of them are, are really, really cool ones. Especially the 2D ones. I, I, I'm a sucker for the, the good 2D games. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's amazing. Thank you very much, Carson, for uh, coming on the show. Uh, th something important to mention as well is that uh, Shenmue is out. Shenmue 1 and 2. And I can't believe I didn't mention this at the start of the show. So Shenmue 1 and 2 is out. And I know you guys have been probably listening about the people complain about the, the glitches or uh, the sound or whatnot. And uh, you probably uh, are expecting, if, you, if you're not a massive Shenmue fan or if you haven't uh, tried this on your Dreamcast before, uh, you probably are expecting it to be 
an amazing wonder of a game that rivals the latest Yakuza 6 games or something, it probably won't be for you because you're not a fan. So try to play this. If, if you want to pick this up, and you should, definitely, try to remember this is an entirely different type of game as well. So the pacing is different, it's slower, and that's the beauty of it. Of it. So try to immerse yourself in, in this world, uh, which is probably easier if uh, with, with the second game, with the second game, because Shenmue 2 has a bigger world, Shenmue 1 not so much. But the story, the the characters, the the, the attention to detail, uh, that that you know was amazing for the time. Uh, so like 18 years ago or something. You should definitely consider that and check that out and um, go play it with an, an open mind and hopefully you'll enjoy it as much as we the big big fans of it are uh, enjoying it uh, i haven't actually found many glitches i have to be honest no no cutscene glitches as many people are saying i've uh, had a, a bit of a problem with the sound especially the the, the music the soundtrack background music uh, is, is a bit too low and some of the sound effects at times uh, mostly in QTEs don't really work but uh, hopefully with with uh, uh, upcoming patches those issues will be fixed and people will be able to enjoy the games uh, you know just like they were supposed to be played uh, when they were made uh, all those years ago that said uh, that's my bit of advice for the week. Also, don't forget Streets of Rage 4. It's coming. Who knew? Uh, and check out the other Radio Sega Live shows that are airing this week. Uh, the next one should be The Hidden Palace on Wednesday with Skyblaze. But there are other amazing shows you can look forward to. And you should go to Radio SE.GA shows to check out our full lineup of live shows. With that, what's going to happen with the Sega Lounge? Well, you know this is our final stretch, right? So the last few shows, last few episodes of the Sega Lounge. Um, I have no idea right now, I'm being completely honest, have no idea when uh, I will be back with another episode of uh, the Sega Lounge. That was the plan, though, so no surprises there. I will tell you this, though. Uh, uh, Veritex, aka Verisux... <laughs> <laughs> listener of uh, Radio Sega um, came up to me because he wants us to interview um, someone, Chris Hulsbeck, uh more specifically, and he's trying to make that happen. So that could be our next episode of the Sega Launch, so stay tuned for that. We will tell you when it happens, um, maybe not with such a short, short notice as this episode. We'll probably try to uh, remind you a, a bit earlier of that when we know it's going to happen. And that's something interesting for uh, fans of retro games, uh, Genesis era music as well. So be sure to check that out when we come back. Until then, you can check out our podcast. It's available on our website under the media section. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher, or Apple Podcasts, or whatever it's called right now. Uh, all the other podcast services. So check out our previous and many, many interviews that we did in the, the last few years. I'll be back sometime soon this year. But until then, I will leave you with one last track requested by our 
amazing guest this week, Carson. He requested a Persona 5 track. And so this is a chill one, uh, just to relax listening to this one. It's Beneath the Mask, Rain. Enjoy. I've been KC. You're listening to Radio Sega. Stay tuned. We play the best Sega music 24-7. Bye-bye.
no face to show Please don't take off my mask My disguise Enjoyed the show? Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.